show, episode four of the Press Pass podcast, presented by the Press Republican. So here we go. Today, you have me, Joey LaFranca. Got Joe LaTemplio. How are you doing, Joe? Good, Joey. How are you? Not bad. Ben Rowe, how are you? I'm doing fine. Okay. And Kara Chapman, first time on the pod. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Busy, but good. That's what I always tell people. We're all busy. So, Kara, just wanted to give yourself give you, give you a chance to introduce yourself um, to all the people here. So, you know, just introduce yourself and uh, tell us what you do here at the Press Republican. Okay. Well, my name is Kara Chapman, and my primary beats include uh, county government in particular, particularly Clinton County, and uh, politics at local and uh, national, federal level, and then I also dip into education and health, particularly during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, and you've certainly been busy with that. Yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just hopping right into this episode here today, but Joe, what is in the news this week? What's going on, buddy? First of all, my first day back from vacation. I, I know you all missed me for the last few days. We, we did. We, we did miss you. We, we <laughs> glad to be you. back. And jump right into it. Uh, plenty going on. Um, as we know, the um, question of what's going to happen with public schools in our area is uh, still in the forefront and uh, getting more interesting every day. Mm-hmm. The state has come out with a bunch of uh, regulations. The school districts are trying to put together their plans. Then you have the health departments and CDC, and there's a lot of moving parts here. So we're trying to stay on top of that as best we can as the districts prepare for what uh, will be fall uh, school again in the fall. Then on the national level, we all saw yesterday with Joe Biden, the Democratic uh, presidential candidate, selecting Kamala Harris, uh, senator from California, as his running mate, which yeah. was big, big news. Um, my erstwhile colleague here, Kara, did a nice piece on... Uh, the ramifications of that, what that means um, with some local angles, and that's something we're going to continue to explore and uh, get more local reactions on as, uh, as we progress. So we're keeping busy. Yeah, for sure. So, Kara, I mean, what can you tell us about coverage from yesterday and just what it's, what it's been like these past couple days as far as that topic's been concerned? Well, I think predictably, um, uh, one of the pieces I wrote had to do with perspectives from our elected officials. So the Democrats, you know, I'm talking Schumer and Gillibrand and also our Democrat, County Democratic Party Chair Jerry Marking, they were very pleased with the selection, whereas um, Elise Stefanik's camp kind of came out characterizing the campaign Kamala Harris Biden ticket is far left, which is also how they've been characterizing the Tedrakov ticket, which Tedrakov is, of course, Elise Stefanik's opponent for the congressional uh, election this November. <laughs> so, sorry, guys, first time. Um, so, and then what I've been speaking also with um, Harvey Chance. I he's a political science professor whose areas of expertise include national politics, Congress, the presidency. And um, what I found interesting from him today is uh, I did a, I'm doing a follow-up story, and he is saying that as far as attracting progressive voters, Harris goes far enough because of her support of things such as Medicare for All and how she's kind of questioning of uh, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Department, that kind of thing. But I also spoke with someone who is a Bernie Sanders supporter and was actually a delegate to the National Convention. Her name's Sue Abbott-Jones. She's from Saranac Lake, and she was a little unexcited by the prospect, saying that she didn't feel Harris was supportive enough of 
or as progressive as you know her camp had. Bernie will not go away. (laughs) Really, really better off. Uh, honestly, when you spoke to Jerry Markin yesterday mm-hmm. and how, yeah, I think, you know, Harvey has it right that it seems to me interesting that versus a kind of a firebrand like, say, Elizabeth Warren, that I think Kamala does have kind of that wide ranging appeal to, you know, a variety of different camps. That yeah. And I think the so the impression that I got from speaking with Abbott Jones is that, you know, Kamala's kind of um, the middle of the road selection and she questions, you know, whether that's enough to succeed in the presidential election by having a as moderate as possible type of ticket. If that shows enough gumption, if that shows that you're willing to kind of meet the progressives where they're at also and address the issues that a lot of Democrats, even if they're not in charge, uh, the issues that they care about these days. It's going to be interesting also is this pick and this ticket going to be enough to energize people to get out and vote because that is going to be the key in this election is voter turnout Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the keys anyways and is she a strong enough candidate um, and part of the ticket to bring enough people Mm -hmm. out um, that the democrats want and need so that will be interesting i think the concern is where she is going to land with younger voters the 18 to 38 age block you've got millennials and Gen Z and whether or not she's going to draw them out, whether or not they feel it's worth their engagement at the federal level. Um, Because, again, referencing Abbott Jones, uh, she's saying that a lot of the younger people she knows are looking at the down ballot and how they can influence things locally, looking at things more bottom up versus top down. I I think one one of the interesting things that I've seen in this whole thing is that he had a lot of qualified choices to Mm -hmm. pick from. I mean, it was hard to go wrong. Uh, and she, she definitely is a strong one. Mm-hmm. I know um, Harvey had said that uh, Susan Rice, who was the former national security advisor for Barack Obama, um, was a strong contender. But what she had against her was, you know, not really any campaign experience. She's also affiliated with the Obama administration's response to Benghazi and unmasking Trump officials. And so there was kind of a perhaps a sour taste towards her. So that's probably a big reason why Kamala won out in the end. Now, now this, of course, is a national story. Okay, mm-hmm. president, vice president. But as we do, and, and as happens in newsrooms across the country, we localize things. And this, for sure, will garner a lot of local interest amongst mm-hmm. uh, voters and even non-voters, I guess. But people will be talking about it. They'll be forming opinions about it. Perfect for our Facebook page. Absolutely. And I mean, it is interesting that I was listening to podcasts this morning about the Biden selection process, which was, as Joe mentioned, you know, rather strenuous and lots of candidates go through. But one thing that they said actually was one question on the questionnaire for potentials was actually, according to the Washington Post, what do you think Trump's nickname will be for you? They asked all of the potential <laughs> candidates for that. <laughs> and so I find it interesting that in this year, you know, giving Trump a flashing red target, like some kind of, you know, um, hot button issue that he can latch onto is going to be something that I'm sure Biden is thinking, you know, we got to avoid that. And so I feel like Kamala, again, kind of hits that middle ground, which she doesn't really have those Achilles heels to like latch onto. But... In putting it up on Facebook, there are already, I was honestly surprised that there are already plenty of memes 
about and I'm like, were you people making these memes for everybody? For <laughs> <laughs> How do you already have like 10 Kamala memes? <laughs> and it's been an hour. <laughs> but is that I think it's interesting that, yeah, locally there's already a back and forth there. How many of those memes are from Russian bots? <laughs> that's that's the question. <laughs> How many Russians in Plattsburgh? <laughs> the memes are the memes are always good though. You know that's always a plus. But so Kara, one thing that I took away from what you had said at one point was, for the most part, everything as far as feedback has pretty much been along party lines. There hasn't yes. been there hasn't been too much off of typical stereotypical party lines. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Right. Absolutely. That's and I I would have expected that as well. I wasn't particularly surprised um, by any of the responses. You know, people are very. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to figure out if identity politics is the proper term here, but it's very much you stick to your faction these days. So there's not a lot of wiggle room. Yeah, and I I really just from my perspective, for whether whether you're you're Republican, Democrat, whatever you are. I, I think this election, more than any election before, it's going to take a lot to sway people in different directions. Mm-hmm. I think this election, more than any other election in the past, is if you have a certain political belief, I think it's going to take a lot to change the way you think at this point. Uh, well, it's interesting. I, I think you're right. Yeah. But it's funny. Um, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I've been yes. around <laughs> for more elections. And it seems to me, ever since... My first election to as a voter in 1980, that every four years I always hear the term, "This is the most important election ever." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. So I'm like, "Oh boy, <laughs> not again." Yeah. So, but your point is well taken. Um, this is a very important election, obviously, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe every four years it does get more important. It seems that in many fashions it does. So. Yeah. Um, We'll see. I mean, one of the interesting things, of course, is going to be in any election season is debate season. Yeah. And we heard today some news about debates coming up. Yes. Didn't we, Kara? We, we received news from Stefanik's camp. I reached out to Cobbs to confirm, but that has yet to come through at this stage in the game about some votes happen, or votes, debates happening, I believe, the third week of October, with one taking place in Plattsburgh and being aired over WPTZ. So I know where I will be on that date. I, be, I believe it's the 21st, 21st, yes. 21st, I believe, which I think is a Wednesday. So, yeah, we're we're already in planning and in the works for that. And the other one's in Watertown, I believe. Yep, Watertown, and then a tentative one scheduled for Albany. Yes. Well, I've got a good segue right here. It's the fact that, speaking of presidential politics, and every four years, we came into 2020 thinking, oh boy, the big story this year, presidential election. But that didn't turn out to be the case. <laughs> this little thing happened. Yes. <laughs> this little yeah. thing called COVID-19. So we also got some news on that front this week. As far as, again, schools are, it's mm-hmm. almost first day of school. <laughs> yeah, it, it's getting closer and closer. And like I said, there's a lot of planning still to be done. Yep. Um, how it's going to look. Yeah, I and, do. How it's going to be rolled out. Right. Who knows? Right. Because what we're hearing somewhat is that there's there's still a lot of uncertainty, even with the guidelines that have come down from the state and how schools have submitted their plans almost two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago now. Um, like in, in particular, the, earlier this week, I spoke with the CVES district superintendent, Dr. Mark Davey, and he was saying, you know, based on what the governor had said in a media call on Friday, it was unclear 
what exactly will be expected of schools with regard to testing of students and um, contact tracing as well. And I hesitate to go too in depth in case, because things change all the time between oh, when yeah. we're recording this and when things air. But uh, I, I asked him straight up, is it clear whether school districts are going to have to pay for these tests or if they have to do more than simply coordinate with the health department on testing and contact tracing? And he said, we're going to seek clarification on that because it's not clear. The recurring theme I keep hearing, especially in, well, mostly in elementary schools, is how are you going to keep those little kids with wearing a mask all day long? Right. Mm-hmm. How are they going to be stay away from each other? How are you going to do it with such young age kids? You might know a little bit about that, Mr. Sports Editor. Yeah, it's it's one of those situations where I I look at it this way is you could you look at where the schools are at right now in terms of trying to come up with a reopening plan and you could say, "Wow, they're really they seem to still have a lot more work to do before schools open." But I give I give everyone involved a lot of credit still because there's no blueprint as to how to handle yep. this whatsoever. Yep. So it's not like they can reference anything and say, this is how we handle this. This is how we handle this. So albeit, it seems like everybody's still scrambling a little bit to try and come up with a plan. I don't think you can put blame anywhere. Um, but for speaking just from myself, as both my mom and dad are both teachers, I, you know, I, I certainly am worried to a certain extent. Um, I think everybody certainly has a certain a bit of caution. Um, but I do have faith in, in everyone who's who's leading the schools in, in New York State. And I definitely think that hopefully everybody follows through and, and just takes the right precautions and, and, and f- just tries to find a way to make this work. Albeit, it's a, it's a unique circumstance that, like I said, there is no blueprint as to how to handle this right now. No, I think it's going to take a lot of uh, learning on the fly. Um, yeah. The first day of school, first couple of days of school, they're gonna, they've probably will find out. Okay, this plan we had isn't gonna quite work this way, and we need to tweak it a little bit. Um, but you know, you have. I like to believe there's a lot of good, smart, wise people in our education system. Um, they're all highly educated, with more than one degree. Oh yeah. Um, they're in the profession for a reason and I like to have confidence and think that they will figure things out Mm -hmm. to make it work as best they can but it's not going to be easy yeah and not to be cheesy or anything and maybe I'm biased as someone who grew up in this area but the north country is filled with people who care about other people so I mean I can imagine our teachers are just thinking of course for their own safety but also about like what is best for their students and we just need to make sure I, I think that our communities are actually going to make sure that they're taken care of as best as possible. That's that's what I like to think anyways. I'm sure that there, you know, there could be increased communication and hopefully that will come out with the meetings that have to be held between now and next week. But I, I think that I like to think that we'll come together and take care of each other. And I think that's the biggest thing that everybody from an education standpoint wants is just communication, everybody to be on the same page. I think that's the thing that everybody from the educational side is probably asking for the most is we need a concrete plan and I think that will come with time but to a certain extent not to not to say we'll see how it goes not not to adopt that philosophy when schools open but to a certain extent that is what's going to need to be done albeit early on but hopefully they can establish a routine where it works out for everyone and and hopefully sooner rather than later you know these precautions that we'll have to take or whatnot 
we can move on from that and we can return to the, you know, the quote unquote new normal or whatnot. But it's just going to take time. But I think everybody, um, obviously people are frustrated to a certain extent with well, everything that's say. going on. But but we need to, we they need to just work together and, and figure it out yes. as they go along and remain calm, cool, and collected, to use a cliche, really. <laughs> Parents need to step up as well yeah. and be a part of the solution rather than a part of the problem, dare right. I say. Um, I'm a parent, you know, we all like to complain when we think our kids aren't getting what they deserve. Um, but parents need to be a little extra understanding and helpful Yeah. because we're all in this together. Um, and you know, like I said, if things don't work out right away, hopefully they can tweak them. But in the meantime, parents, please don't pitch a fit over everything, you know, try to be reasonable. Um, and remember that everybody's trying to do their best in a really tough situation yeah oh it, it's it's a very very tough situation and i hope that um we we talk about the the teachers and the parents and whatnot but the students i mean the students obviously play a huge role in all of this and um hopefully the the end goal of why they want to get kids back in school is it's important it's really important not only from an educational standpoint but also from a, a socialization aspect and you know, you have think of, think about it. These kids haven't been in school since since March, mm-hmm. and the socialization factor I think is one thing that we we we've talked about it a little bit maybe, but not on the pod, but just in general. I mean, the socialization factor is, is huge. You know that that's a big part of of school is just interacting with others and 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 learning how, especially at a younger age, especially you know to learn how to work with others, be polite, you know, manners, just little things like that. I mean, that that's huge. And then as obviously as you get older, I mean just learning to be a young adult and whatnot as well. Well, and I feel especially in this generation, the generation of younger and younger kids are getting their devices and not socializing in general. And so, you know, now maybe more than previous generations, it's very important to get kids, you know, to put down the phones or tablets and go out and play in the playground. and Learn how to coexist. Uh Carol, I'm interested, what have the administrators been like? Have they been open to talk about this? You mean the school administrators? Yeah. I would say, for the most part, like I said, like I, we, of course, our co- coverage of this has been interesting because you know we haven't heard about finalized plans we ha- from the state level or the local level. But um, when I have been speaking to, like I spoke with um, Jay LeBrun last week from the superintendent of schools of Plattsburgh City School District, and he spoke about how you know there was a petition going around about how it was pref- it would have been preferred if their plan said you know wear masks all the time and he's like you know things could change that render our plan completely obsolete kind of please have patience and then i also spoke with dr thomas palmer who's the superintendent of schools of peru because peru was listed as one of the schools who uh did not submit any plans and he told me that was not true so that's frustrating you know to kind of be according to Palmer, falsely, I don't want to use the word accused, but falsely like spotlighted as someone who yeah. didn't do what they were supposed to do. And right. he said, you know, I was the one who personally submitted these things. We keep track of these documents. And he he characterized it. He said bullying has no place in schools, whether it's, you know, among the students themselves or even from politicians who are trying to push a particular agenda. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that I was thinking about with this whole situation is I get the feeling in the national coverage and the local coverage New York has an odd spotlight on it, in my view. It feels like the country is looking at us because we were the early 
um, test case of, oh, my God, you know, COVID is um, spreading like wildfire in the city. Right. I feel and and I guess because of Cuomo's high national profile, it seems like we're not the only state that's going to that's currently playing to reopen the schools, you know, around the country. There's different states doing it. But I feel like a lot of people are like, well, how's New York going to do? And it's yeah. like, wow, that's a that's a lot of pressure. to. <laughs> to yeah, be I, th- the... I think you're right. And. But it is different within our own state. I mean, North Country is different than Long Island. Yeah. We're more like Vermont. Uh, did you see yeah. them going to seven-on-seven seven football? No, really? Yes. That's interesting. Well, that, that could be, wow, that's that's actually very interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that at all. Yes. And you, they might, they're considering even going to flag football. Well, I mean, for the time being. Right. It, it would work. It give, it, it's better than nothing. Better than nothing. But yes. it would be Man, that would be weird. Still, that would that would still be, be weird. Different. But be but hey, it's twenty twenty. This is the year to try some new things. That's for sure. Hey, speaking as a member of the Willsboro Central School fifth grade flag football team, I was <laughs> All right. pretty experienced there. How so. did that team do? I'm very interested <laughs> to know. They got the the is it the Heisman? You got the yes. he, you got the Heisman trophy. Yeah, got it right. The Willsboro Heisman. That's good for everybody listening. Uh, Joe just did the Heisman pose. It was it was well done. It was well done. Um, so before we before we wrap this up, just to have a little bit of fun, uh, just to have an inside tales from Jolo here. How was your vacation? We saw a lot of different pictures on Twitter, and uh, one of my favorite was obviously the whoopie pies. Yes. Um, that, those looked very good. But how was the vacation overall? Vacation was nice. We went up to northern Maine near Baxter Park, um, middle of nowhere, really. Okay. Um, That's good in this case. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Um, at the base of Mount Katahdin. Um, I think it's the highest peak in the east, right up there with Bo- Mount Washington. I was okay. going to say. Um, beautiful place. Uh, did some canoeing, swam in a crystal clear lake. Um, it was really nice. That's awesome. And peaceful. Yes, whoopie pies. That's a main thing. It's like two big cookies um, with a bunch of uh, whipped cream, hard hard cream in the middle. Okay. Um, well, there's different varieties. Kara's shaking her head. Have you had whoopie I've, pies? So I attended college at St. Michael's in Vermont. Uh-huh. So, of course, New England whoopie pies are a thing. And I just... The cream was too much. I don't know if it's like too sweet. You know, I have a hard time with like Oreo really cookie sweet on steroids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've really never had one, so I don't. I don't know. We'll I'm, get you one. Okay. 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 Is it? Is it almost? Um, so it's a. It's a thicker texture type yes. of cream. Is it like a? Uh, we can have an Italian conversation here. Is how is it compared to like a cannoli? I don't think it's, it's not as sweet. Not as sweet. Pick, okay. It's like cream cheese except sweet. Oh. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, well, that actually sounds pretty good. But there are some rookie mistake. Um, <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> hey, this is what we do when we're when we're reporting. I mean, we have to. We do have to have our phones mm-hmm. out, so it's all good. I think that I think that adds a I think that adds a perspective that's like, hey, we are still that's, working while we're. That's reporting. a rite of passage for yes. new guests yes. on the podcast. Yes. It's have your phone honestly, off. probably just a Tetris notification. <laughs> well, don't say that. Don't say that. Make it sound professional at least. Uh, one final thing, if I may. Yeah. Um, Kara, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on here. Yes, uh, thank you. We love your reporting and your perspective. You do a great job for us and we're so grateful for that but i think she has set the record for guests so far okay or people on the podcast so far yeah most hand gestures yes you did a lot of hand gestures i, I speak with my hands it's, there we it's, go. it's a thing even when i'm on the phone with people i speak with my hands when it's 
virtually pointless. Uh, it makes <laughs> so, us Italians it look does. like amateurs. Well, we, got the sh- we got the shoulders going on, too. We talk with the shoulders a little bit, elevate the shoulders, and kind of yeah, go from there. But the hands. I'm trying not to move around too much, so my hands are the ones that keep moving. So now that you've come on the first episode, I'm sure you feel a little bit more comfortable. So you were probably curious as to how like things would go. I, I would... I, I was, you okay. know, but I think it's, you know, it's been a good conversation. I think yeah. we've covered important topics of the day, and I'm happy to be a part of it. So, so we, and we have a long-awaited segment coming up that I think is going to make a lot of people laugh and also maybe judge Benro and Sage Lewandowski, who you will be meeting in the next segment coming up. And I do, but I need to get in one more plug for our whoopie pies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is the fact that up near Chattagay, in the far reaches of North Country, there is a rather tight-knit Amish community. Okay. And they, as Joe might know, they make delicious baked goods up there. They, they sell in roadside shacks and roadside stands. And one of the things they make are delicious whoopie pies. So if anyone in North Country is curious, such as Joey here, about what a whoopie <laughs> pie tastes like, I highly recommend going up to that nice little corner of North Country and trying out some Amish whoopie pies. Ben Watson's from there. When he goes home, we'll tell him to bring some back. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be perfect. That'd I be had perfect. to get in that, in that product plug right there. Okay, well, here we go. we got another segment coming up, Sports Trivia. It's very interesting, somewhat alarming. You have to stay tuned. Okay, and we're back. Now we're doing segments. Ben, we're already stepping up the game. We've gone from the first episode where we were just kind of winging it to now we're actually seeming a little bit more official and we're doing actual segments. How great is this? Professional. It's really professional. Professional podcasters. Now, today's segment is going to actually feature a little bit of a trivia game, which is going to be super exciting. And who I have with me is, I just said, Ben Rowe, our night night editor, who was on the first episode. And we also have a newcomer to the podcast, Sage Lewandowski. Now, Sage, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you, John. (laughs) Excited to be here. Um, So, Sage, before we get going a little bit, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here so the people know exactly who the mystery of Sage Lewandowski is. The mystery. Okay, so I am, um, I don't really know what I am. I You're wear a lot, a lot of, of hats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do some reporting here and there. You may have read one of my stories, or you may have not. That's okay, too. Um, I design the pages with the wonderful Ben Rowe, who's kind of been my mentor here. Um, and I've been stepping over to the classified side of things. You do so. definitely wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. been, you know, you're, you're showcasing all of your talents, which is a good thing. Oh, you have thanks. a very big business card. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Your Twitter bio could be stacked now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but so anyways, we just wanted to introduce Sage a little bit. But what we are going to do today was actually what we were going to do in the first podcast. And we're going to play a trivia game. Now, This trivia game is going to be about sports, and the funny thing about this is just the fact that both Ben and Sage are certainly not sports uh, fanatics, so this is what's going to make this very funny. What we're going to do is I'm going to say a city with a sports team in it, and what Ben and Sage are going to have to do is they're going to guess what the mascot of that team is in that specific city. Now, we have... 
buzzers that we've customized. They're actually just technically ringtones on their phones, but there we go, inside info for that. But we're going to have a little bit of fun, and we're going to do four rounds of competition here. And we're going to see who out of the worst will be the best between Sage <laughs> and Ben in sports. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yes. But so to give an example, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to say, okay, this baseball team plays in New York. And Sage and Ben will buzz in. There we go. There's the ringtone. And we'll, and we'll see who has what. I mean, who has the correct answer. And then you go from there. So for New York, it's actually two different teams. It could be the Yankees or the Mets. But does everybody understand the rules of the game? I think so, yeah. I okay. have one question before we begin. Yes. Why are they called the New England Patriots? New England is not a state. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of. Good there's a lot of. That. There's a lot of sports teams that don't are. They're not actually just the state. Name three. Um. Let's go here. All right. Baltimore Orioles, Tampa Bay Rays, and Orlando Magic. You turn the game yeah, around on him. New England is a whole region. Yes. There's, there's not like the, the Southwest Snakes. That's true. See, this is why this game is going to be awesome, because we just said the Southwest Snakes. Mm -hmm. um, but, all right, are we ready? That, that'll be for I'm another ready. podcast. Okay, our, 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 our listeners, I'll report back next week with why the New England Patriots are the way they are. I love it. I love okay. it. So are the ringtones ready? Are the, are, are the buzzers set? Okay, so the first ringtone that you heard was Sage, and the second ringtone you heard was Ben. So here we go. Ready? Yeah. This NFL team plays in Dallas. Sage. Cowboys. Yes. Sage is up one to nothing. My this stepdad likes them. Ben, <laughs> Fun fact. Ben, we are. this isn't looking good for you early. So, by the way, this is round one. There's four questions in each round. We'll see how this goes, okay? Ready? This NHL team plays in New Jersey. Yes. I actually don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. All right, I have a chance to answer? Yes. Okay. The NHL, NHL? The NA, yes, the National Hockey League, yes. Hockey team in New Jersey. The New Jersey... They, they wear the color red. Oh. oh. Oh, can I do yes. this? Yes. Wait, 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 no, she already guessed. <laughs> All right, yes, I guess Ben should have a chance to ask. Yes. Okay. Although, Sorry, yeah, ben. I didn't even ask for a hint. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> New Jersey Devils. That's correct. All right. One yeah, to one. Guess. One to one now. The red help. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? This NBA team plays in Boston. Yes. Celtics. Yes. Sage is up two to one. This is up. this is interesting. No. Gotta be quick with the trigger finger. Okay, ready? So Ben, you have to you have to get this right to tie or else Sage will, will win this first round. Okay, ready? This MLB team plays in Atlanta. Ben. The Braves? Yes. Oh my goodness. What a turn what a turn of events. What a turn of events. All right, so right off the bat, we have to go into a tiebreaker. So I actually have to pick a team just at random to try and get somebody to get this right. So here we go. Ready? What NBA team plays in Toronto? Yes. 
Oh, gosh. I was thinking the Blue Jays, but it's not the Blue Jays. No. Ben, you have NBA. a chance? Toronto basketball team, the Toronto Raptors. Yes. Oh, my goodness. What a turn of events. Ben, you are a trivia shark. <laughs> they, had, right. they had a really cool logo back in the 90s. It was like teeth. Okay. So, Ben Rowe has somehow, against all odds, won the first round. <laughs> So now we're going into the second round. All right, are we ready? Yeah. Okay. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> ben is in shock. I think everyone is. Um, all right, here we go. This NFL team plays in Seattle. Yes. Seahawks. Yes, yes, that's correct. All right, well, nothing sage. Okay. This NHL team plays in Ottawa. Some might say, oh, yes, yes, Ben? The Oilers? Nope, nope, that's kind of close. It's, uh, it's also a Canadian team. But some could say their mascot might be political. I have nothing, nothing to draw from whatsoever. <laughs> yes, Ben. The Maple Leafs. No, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not correct. Um that's political. These type of people work in Washington DC? The congressman? Very close. Very close actually. This this yes, the senator. That's correct. Oh, that's correct. Okay. All right. All right, so are we one one in this round? I've lost track with all the excitement. Is it, um, it's yes. one and one, yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Here we go. This NBA team plays in Brooklyn. Yes. Nets. Yes. Oh, my goodness. This is, this is tremendous now. Okay. I have a feeling Ben might beat me. All right. The here game we go. is not done yet. Here we go. This MLB team plays in St. Louis. Do we baseball team in St. Louis? Um, do we need a hint? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Their mascot is also a mascot of a local team around here, specifically in Plattsburgh. Yes. The Cardinals. That's correct. Uh, That's correct. So it's been up two to one now. Yeah. Okay. You need a chance. You you have a chance here to save this. Okay. Actually, wait. Is do it? You have a is, it, is, it, is it three? To, is it three to one? Pretty sure that was he two. Just, yeah, he just won. Yeah, that, that was round. three to one. Yeah. See, all right, so I'm a terrible host here, so we're already we're already going off the rails a bit. But all right, so it's two nothing Ben now? Uh-huh. Okay, Sage, you gotta step up your game. Is it really the St. Louis Cardinals? Yes. Never heard of those before. That is from Are they are they a good team? Uh, yeah, they've won a lot of World Series. Damn. Huh. Yeah. Well, this is what you learn here on the podcast. <laughs> um all right, here we go. Round three. Okay. This NFL team plays in Denver. Yes. The Broncos? Oh, my goodness, yes. Ben is just saying you really got to step up your game. I know. This just shows how, how inept I really am in sports. <laughs> yes. Okay, here, okay. We, here we go. It's also the pressure. Yeah, there, there's some pressure there's some involved. Pressure there's involved. some pressure involved. So this NHL team plays in Montreal. Yes. The Canadians. That's correct. Okay. Objection. She didn't pronounce it right. Uh, the Canadians. 
<laughs> well, Ben Watson is not in here, yes. so... <laughs> we have yet to bring Ben Watson onto the podcast, but he's about as big of a Canadians fan as possible. Um, so next week, when we have another podcast, we're probably going to be talking some hockey, and you're probably going to hear Ben Watson express his, his love and passion for the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, we will continue on with the game. Um, ready? This NBA team... Oh, this is going to be a hard one. This NBA team plays in Sacramento. Yes? Magic? No. Oh. <laughs> NBA, basketball. Yes. Sacramento. Oh, I can see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their, their color is, uh, they wear purple and white, typically. Sacramento... You you do have a chance to, to you can you can say another one Sage there is no rule there. Yeah. Ben established the rule. <laughs> <laughs> I abolished the rule. The Sacramento. Yes. Is it the Nuggets? No, you're close. You're, you're close. Though. Oh my goodness. They're in California, I think. Uh, no, the Nuggets play in Denver. <laughs> Dang it. Oh my god. Um, Sacramento. No, the Ravens are somewhere else. <laughs> if, if you get a if you get a large candy bar, some would call it blank size, king size. Yeah, so the, it's the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. That's correct. Oh, I've That's correct. Never heard of them. Interesting. No. Yeah, they're, they're. I mean, around here, I mean, they're probably not very well known at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're talking Sacramento. Yeah. Um, all right. So is it two one Ben? I think so. I think so. Okay, so we have a chance here for Sage to Next time save bring her... Joey a tablet to mark stuff down. Yes, we, we have a chance to save her pride here. So here we go. This MLB team plays in Toronto. Yes. Blue That's correct. That's correct. Okay, we're 2-2. Two, two. Tiebreaker. We have to go to a tiebreaker now. Okay. This... Baseball team plays in Seattle. Yes. The Mariners. Oh my goodness. Somehow, some way. He practiced that one before we even came in here. Did he? He was practicing. That's like one of my favorite teams. You were practicing this whole time? I was saying what's off the top of my head. He studied. Oh my goodness. This is is fraudulent. So has Ben Rowe just won? I think Ben Rowe has just won somehow. Already. Ben Rowe has won. This Let today stand infamous in history. Mom, I've redeemed myself. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, though, I'm sorry. <laughs> even though I didn't know who the Red Sox played for back when I was like 10. <laughs> that's, now I've redeemed myself. That's, where you are that's now. true. Well, the reason we came up with this game in the first place was last week in the office, I, I mentioned something, and then I just randomly quizzed Ben Rowe, and I said, um, where what baseball team plays in Tampa Bay? And we mentioned this on the last podcast, too. Ben Rowe's answer was the, the Packers, um, which is not even a baseball team, and they're also in Green Bay. Um, but, Ben, just to prove that you do have some <laughs> knowledge here, what team actually is in Tampa Bay? Have you remembered? Is it the Dolphins? <laughs> no, no, it is not. <laughs> Sage, do you know? Tampa Bay, who now? No. Uh, wait, wait, Marlins. No, close though, close. 
It's the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, Rays. Tampa Rays. Bay Rays. I should have known that. So, al although Ben Rowe has won this competition, there's still plenty of work to be done. Mm -hmm. And I actually think what we should do is, I think on a future episode, we should do a rematch. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, see where I we're agree. at. I think we should see where we're at. I mean, we can see if somebody might do a little sneaky studying. Mm -hmm. I was about to offer Sage a congratulatory handshake, but in the honor of COVID, we are doing a congratulatory fist bump. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And we all are wearing masks again. Mm -hmm. Once again, I've gone with the bandana. Um, Joe Latemplio, our editor-in-chief, made fun of my bandana, but we didn't ask Sage's opinion. Sage, what do you think of my bandana? Well, Joe said it looks flimsy. Yep. So just going off of that, it is going down your nose. Yeah, no, but it not has, as much as the other. Not true. as much as the other. Yeah, true. So I've gotten a little bit better at it myself. I'm getting mm -hmm. used to it. It also looks pretty cool. Yeah, see, there it's we go. It's got the cool factor. It does have the cool factor. And I do like your mask a lot. So There are cats on it. For everyone listening, there's a bunch of cats on Sage's mask. It's very colorful. And, and what does Ben have today? Uh, ben has a white mask, and it actually says, Be silly, be honest, be kind. Great advice. I like that. I mean, it's simple advice. It's nice. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I mean, so Sage, this was your first time on the pod. You know, did you have fun? It was a lot of fun, yeah. The pressure was there. The pressure was on. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Ben look that competitive in my life. There was. I mean, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but Ben had, like, some serious, like, competitive juices coming out of him. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm missing COVID um delayed the annual trivia ball so i've had trivia energy flowing through my veins this whole year so that's, this is really that's mean. right how many, how many how many times has the press competed in those trivia bowls before i don't know about the press but i've competed in them since like my first year here so interesting mm -hmm. interesting and what has been the thing that you've always said gives you trouble during trivia Sports. So now we're we're boosting the repertoire mm -hmm. for you now to potentially to potentially win these things. I have the knowledge. It's yeah, practice. It should be a lot of fun. I know but... there's another Cardinals in St. Louis. That's right. So you've already <laughs> learned that. Five minutes later, you still remember. Very impressive. Um, but I think we're going to wrap it up. But I mean, does anybody have any closing statements? Sage, until we meet again on the battlefield. Likewise, Benro. Stay gold. Pony boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, did you say pony boy? Yeah, I did. Yeah, fist bump for that.